0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Monkey Mind Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Danny Perez, along with Anthony Florentino. Today's episode is episode 29 featuring Jenna D'Angelo. Jenna is a former Division I track athlete for St. Joseph's University down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where she was a long sprinter for that program. As always, this podcast is proudly sponsored by our friends over at Daily Dose CBD, Inc. Daily Dose CBD, Inc. makes an incredible and super effective product. They have products ranging from oils, body bombs, lip balms, and even dog treats. Flo and I have implemented their products as part of our daily routine. It has really helped me with calming my nerves, and my grandmother is now using their tincture oil for her dementia, and it's a great feeling getting both personal results and seeing the product positively affect loved ones in my family as well. To pick up some of their products, go to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND to get 10% off all purchases. That's DailyDoseCBDInc.com, promo code MONKEYMIND for 10% off all purchases. Let's get to the interview, episode 29 with Jen D'Angelo coming at you. It.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, I felt bad I had to uh, cancel last week, but uh, I'm glad that today worked out.
0: Yeah, uh, we're happy it worked out too. Um, yeah, no worries. It's all, it's all good. Um, I know you're busy and stuff, so thank you for taking the time out to talk with us anyway and, uh, mm-hmm. and share your story. So um, yeah, pretty much how we start off every episode. We just um, allow you to kind of introduce yourself and um, you know, talk about where you're from, the sports you played, and uh, yeah, all that stuff.
1: All right, awesome. Um, you want me to get started?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: All right, cool. Uh, so um, I'm Jenna D'Angelo. I was uh, born and raised in uh, or on Long Island in New York. Um, I was a uh, runner and I was a swimmer um, most of my, my athletic career. Um, played a couple other sports here and there, but um, hand eye coordination wasn't exactly my uh, strong suit. Why, hence why I went the uh, running and swimming route. Um, I went to St. Joe's University in Philadelphia uh, where I competed on the track team. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll start by uh, talking a little bit about um, my high school experience with track and then I'll kind of just uh, go over to the uh, collegiate experience. Um, so I, uh, my mom was a runner. Um, and I'm the oldest of four. Um, and she tried to get all of us involved in running, um, at a very young age. Um, we competed, I think all of us, definitely three, if not all four of us, um, ran for one of the local churches, had a track team, um, and she tried to get all of us to start running. Um, and really the only one who decided to, um, stick with it as it was something I enjoyed and still thoroughly enjoy to this day uh, was myself. Um, The other three were all, ended up all being very successful lacrosse players. Um, But again, that route just didn't work uh, for me. So um, like I said, uh, I still thoroughly enjoy running to this day um, without being super cheesy, but I think it's somewhat true. I think I was in some degree like born to run. I think there's a lot of people who become runners because, um, they were told, you know, oh, you were super fast on the lacrosse field. Like you'd probably be a really good track athlete or, um, you know, same with, with soccer. I think this just people get compliments here and there. You're really fast. Um, did you ever think about joining the track in your off season? Um, and a lot of those people turn out to be absolutely phenomenal runners. I have great friends who started as um, soccer players and decided to pick up track, and were some of the best runners in the nation, um, both in high school and in college. And um, I guess what I, my point here is: I feel you know, I did, I wasn't successful for, per se at a lot of the other different sports, but I was always um, successful. Uh, for the most part as a a track athlete. Um, And I I love doing it. A lot of times you'll talk to runners and they don't like running. Um, They just do it because they're good at it. I am one of the only people I know that I went to college with, um, even some of my close friends still from high school um, that have stuck with running. um, I'm now part of a a team a running team they say uh with you know folks that are out of college all the way upwards of 50 years old um so yeah it's something i, I truly love and uh, don't plan on stopping doing so uh i started running for my for the garden city high school's uh track team when i was in seventh grade uh there was an opportunity when we were in middle school to um try out and uh and run with with the high school team. And um, I went for it, um, you know, and luckily was able to partake and, uh, you know, was chosen to to be one of the middle school athletes that um, ran with the the varsity track team. Um, So I started that in seventh grade, Um, rather quickly was, you know, successful off the bat, Uh, had to try and find my place on the track, try and fit in with older girls. Um, but by eighth grade, I was able to, in the spring, um, go and compete on one of the relays in the state meet. Um, I will say that my high school track coaches were um, some of the, the best, uh, would say top track coaches for a high school team um, in the country, as well as they probably should have been um, collegiate coaches. They knew their stuff uh, forward and backwards um you know pushed us but they believed in us um you know we had a really solid group of girls in high school who uh went on to run in college um you know we competed multiple times at at the state and national level and walked away with new york state championships and um and national championships that being said um to get there was not easy Um, i remember running you know being like you know however old 13 14 running in 30 degrees you know running in june before a national track meet on a saturday super early when all your our friends were like out the night before or whatever it might have been um you know end of june 90 degrees running real hard and having people you know crawl away from the track um real just really really tough stuff and um it was taxing and I think you know um, I personally because I loved running so much was um, you know willing to put almost everything on the table to um, to, to get to where I wanted to be and um, but when I sit back now and I think about some of the things you know some a lot of the weights that we were lifting I mean I was in seventh grade I'm in the weight room with like a freaking squat bar on my back with I don't know how much weight on the side and you know in the at the time I kind of was just so involved and invested that I thought it was normal and um I was so just involved in the fact that these coaches were so invested in us and wanted us to just be the best that we could be um but I tell a lot of these stories like to these, you know, talking to other runners, just talking to people even about a high school experience. And it's crazy, like some of the reactions that I'll get, like, you know, we never touched that squat bar or we never were out running in, you know, 90 degrees and whatever. But I will say that um, all in all, at the end of the day, I'm super grateful for my um, high school track coaches because they made me, um, forgive my language, tough as shit. Um, if it wasn't for them, I don't think, um, you know, my mentality about running would be as strong as it um, is to this day. Um, and then just a, the last comment I'll make, cause I'll, I'll talk a lot about injury when I when I get to college. Um, one of the hardest things in my um, high school experience was going into, so, the recruiting for track was a little bit different than a lot of other sports. I know a lot of people that committed for lacrosse, committed in, you know, sophomore year, beginning of junior year. Um, a lot of track decisions really aren't made till the fall of senior year, um, and I probably in like October, my senior year was the first year I decided not to swim and to join the cross-country team, um, which I was not a distance runner. I was a long sprinter, so I was a quarter miler and a half miler. Um, And I decided to join the cross-country team thinking, you know what, my last year, let me get a little bit in shape so when coaches do start coming to meets in the winter, like I'm fully prepared for people to watch me race and and I'll show up. And unfortunately, um, I'm not going to blame cross-country, but that was the first time in my life I ever really started running some distance. I got a stress fracture in my right shin Um, and I guess it was you know maybe it was the beginning of december is when i was diagnosed with a stress fracture but it had probably october november had been bothering me i kind of put it off put it off and finally i went and got it checked out and um i I found out on a friday i had a stress fracture i was supposed to race that saturday morning um at the armory in new york city and the fordham coach was supposed to be there to watch me run um so i had to make a phone call that friday night and be like hey listen um just so you know i know you're coming to this meet tomorrow to watch me run um but i won't be running so that was really hard um and you know i kind of thought you know holy crap like what timing you know here i am trying to get recruited and um you know now i'm hurt and i was really really nervous that um know it wasn't going to work out but luckily it it, with track they you know totally based on time on a clock um you know they could they could look at my results from the last however many years um and see progression and and whatever else they were looking for um so i lucked out um and then on to the college so i like i said i decided to go to um st joe's university in um Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I was looking at a couple of different schools. Um, a couple of different. You know, my mom went to school in Philly. Um, at the time, I was dating a guy who was going to be playing lacrosse at Haverford um, from high school. You know, I went to the my uh, official visit at, at St. Joe's. Um, you know, I thought rather quickly. I fit in pretty well with um, the girls on the team. Both socially and athletically um I would say you know in regards to you know times and um you know where I would fit in regards to, to being on the track I felt like I would fit right in it wouldn't be um above me or below me really for lack of a better word but um so I was really excited about it um I loved the coach uh, he had been there when I had gotten there I believe it was going to be his like 45th or 46th year Um, so coach Quinn, um, had definitely done his time at St. Joe's. He actually ran for St. Joe's. Um, so, you know, going into, um, you know, my freshman year at St. Joe's, I was super excited. Uh, I will say, I remember we got the training packet, um, over the summer prior and I guess the, the training program that I was used to in college, uh, excuse me, high school was definitely looked different than what I saw written on the paper. There was a lot of longer distance repeats and things that he wanted us to do over the summer. But the the other back half of that is, although they were longer, they, the times that we were supposed to be running were much slower than things that I were um, used to hitting. So I guess, you know, as even though I saw, you know, we're gonna do a thousand meter repeats, I was a little bit freaked out because we never did a thousand meter repeats in high school. Um, The things were definitely slower, whereas in high school, we kind of just like banged out a lot of um, our runs and a lot of it was just super fast. So, um, you know, I did that to the best of my ability uh, going into freshman year. I wanted to show up and make sure that I was um, not going to you know, be behind because I was recruited just to uh, run track. I didn't go the cross country route. Um, I knew that it wouldn't be right off the bat. Um, you know, competing, whereas a lot of these girls for cross-country, they're running their first race the last weekend of August, first week of September. So I knew I wouldn't be competing till December. So there was um, some time to, um, to 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 settle in and, and uh, get used to, you know, not only a new environment athletically, but um, just the whole college environment in itself. Um, so I would say freshman year, um, was I don't know that had the best way to put it but um, my coach had it had a saying and it was he called it kiss and he it was keep it simple stupid Um, and I remember like vividly him saying that to us very early on in the season Um, and I would say I pretty um, I pretty much um, lived by that freshman year and probably the first half of sophomore year um, I kind of tried to keep all aspects of my life athletically, socially, um, just adjusting to a new college as simple as I could. I showed up to practice and I worked as hard as I was able to work but and I went to the library and you know studied as hard as I was able to study. Um, I also allowed myself freshman year definitely socially um, to become involved in, um, well, I should say, you know, I had friends who were athletes, but I also had plenty of friends who were not athletes. So I struggled a bit with on a Friday night, do I go out and, you know, drink all night and show up to practice on Saturday and and feel like absolute shit? Um, Or do I, you know, take the road of going out not drinking not feeling like shit um so it was like a bit of a battle but i definitely will say freshman year um i lived it up i showed up to practice but i also you know uh went out and partied um i also i laugh um i think about like the dining hall and um a lot and it's funny too a lot you know the track girls are friends with the cross-country girls and cross-country girls may have just ran this like 10, 15 mile run, so they're you know burned all these calories. They show up to the dining hall, they're eating everything, and then you had a lot of us track girls who did not do that, you know, had some other workout, but you know I didn't fail to, to take dessert when I left the dining hall or have like a bowl of cereal, bowl of or two of cereal after having dinner, um, and you know I, I did fine freshman year. I you know I ran, I did okay. I wasn't a shining star. Um, I did okay in school. I didn't, you know, I didn't do poorly. I didn't do great. I I did okay. Um, But I will say, you know, after freshman year, I probably did gain a solid like 10 to 15 pounds, Um, probably closer to the 15. And, you know, it was, um, no one said anything. you know, in, in, in the athletic department. Uh, but I knew by the end of the, the of freshman year that I, I was probably too heavy at this point. Well, too heavy in standards of an athlete to perform um, the way I, I, I wanted to be performing. Um, so I guess going into sophomore year, I had a bit of a reality check. Um, and, you know, like I said to you guys earlier, I, I'm very passionate about running. Um, I wanted to be successful. Uh, I'm a bit of an extremist in life, you know, and um, freshman year, I definitely was not that. I I kind of did everything in moderation and um, which there's something to be said about that, of course, too. Um, But in regards to to the, you know, the purpose of what brought me to St. Joe's, uh, what was paying for part of my tuition, um, you know, I really was like, it's time to sophomore year. I was like, I kind of want to, you know, change the wheels a little bit and and focus a little bit more on the running and really be successful there. so I had a couple of girls on the team. There was uh, one girl in my running group who um, she was great. And I started to notice as we went into sophomore year and we started running workouts, I was able to, you know, keep in pretty close contact and um, uh, on the track and in different reps. And, you know, people were like, oh, wow, like, you know, Jen is able to keep up with uh, whoever. And um you know that's great. Like, looks like she kind of put in her work this summer. um there was another girl on the team who was close behind me when we were running workouts. And she used to say to me, like, Jenna, I I tie this imaginary rope around your waist, which I envision being tied to the girl in front of you. And I just you really motivate me to I see you push when she pushes, so I try to push and stay with you. And it started to make me feel like, wow, like people are recognizing that um, you know I do have potential. Uh, I do want to be here. I care about this a lot and people are relying on me. Um, and, I, and like I said, you know, back to, to grit and passion, that's something that had laid within me freshman year, but was just buried in some of the other things that I got caught up in, um, you know, while being a freshman. Um, so, you know, I w- was pretty successful um, in my terms. I want, you know, I always wanted to be better but i definitely probably lost a couple of the pounds naturally not by any crazy way just kind of maybe stopped drinking as much kind of decided okay maybe i shouldn't have you know two bowls of cereal at night um just x y and z things you know little things here and there that kind of added up and allowed me to um be in a bit of a a better place um i do remember though uh in the middle of sophomore year, so probably like towards the end of our winter season, um, there was a conversation on the, we were at an indoor track practicing, and there was a conversation around um, laxatives. And one of the girls on the team, um, like middle of the workout, had to had to run to the bathroom, and there was just all of a sudden like a lot of talk, and um, whoever came out of the bathroom was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I took so many laxatives last night. Like, I don't know why I would do that before such a hard workout. And, um, then all of a sudden, like, that's kind of when my eyes opened up to, um, some of the different things that went on that I wouldn't say I turned a blind eye to, but I just, um, maybe wasn't part of those conversations freshman year or or didn't really, you know, think the things that I had heard, um, were true, but, um, you know, and then I kind of was like, and, you know, she was telling the team why she was taking these laxatives because she had had too much candy the night, the day before, and she thought like, you know, in having these laxatives, she would lose lose weight or, you know, get rid of the candy, whatever. And I guess it kind of really resonated with me. And, I, and you know, I started to be more aware of um, runner's habits or, or female's habits in general. Um, And I I guess as, you know, becoming more comfortable um, in the locker room, you know, again, had been having some good workouts. So people were like, Jenna, you know, this is great. Like, what'd you do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Just being more aware of my surroundings and and listening to some of the conversations going on. Um, And there were definitely, um, you know, females in the locker room who had, there was a slew of different mental health issues. anxiety, depression, eating disorders, um, you name it, but it definitely existed. And I guess it became really prominent and I became aware of it uh, towards the end of my sophomore year. Um, Unfortunately, at the end of my sophomore year, I did um, develop, probably I'd say like beginning to end end of March, I developed, um, so I started to have really bad knee pain, which to this day, I have bad knee pain here and there. And I had really bad tendonitis in one of my knees. So um, that started, that was a bit discouraging after I started to really prove myself and, and, you know, mentally get myself in the place where, you know, I came to college because I wanted to be a successful runner. Or, you know, I chose St. Joe's, I chose this track team to be successful. Um, And of course, there's other parts being successful in the classroom, which was always made um, very clear by my coach. Uh, He always wanted, uh, you know, work came first, but track was a really close second right behind it. Uh, And then the rest kind of, you know, all fell after that. But yeah, the tendonitis was a bit discouraging. Uh, I, you know, it affected some of my practices. You know, I'd have to go aqua jog or go up on the elliptical or miss workouts in the capacity that I wanted to be um, a part of them. So then uh, junior year, um, and junior year was my downfall. Um, so this is where I really struggled the most. Um, and it was it was a bad year. So when I got back to um, Philadelphia, it, probably the end of August, um, going into junior year, um, I attended a party uh, actually at the University of Pennsylvania. I had a couple good friends there. Um, My mom went to UPenn. I always, you know, aspired to to, to somewhat be a part of of that. And one of my best friends that I ran with in high school went on to run at UPenn. So whatever, we went to a party um, and I had way too much to drink. Um, Came home, back to to, to St. Joe's where I lived off campus in an apartment. And the next day, I was just super, super down on myself. Um, I felt like absolute shit for you know the, the decisions that I had made. And um, I don't know. I guess I still try to figure it out sometimes to this day. But for whatever reason, that event um, set off some trigger in my mind, um, because after that, uh, it was one thing after another. Um, kind of just made me fall somewhat downhill um so that being said i guess part of my realization and being down on myself was kind of what i started to realize sophomore year but now even more so you know running's a big part of me running defines me um and i came here because i want to be successful and and i think back to how successful i was in high school i mean high school was freaking, I peaked in high school, which is unfortunate, but true. I mean, those state championships, national championships, uh, you know, showing up to meets uh, wherever it might be on the East coast and everyone knowing garden city track you. I mean, it was like the best feeling in the freaking world. And, um, I wanted that again. And I hadn't really had that moment yet at St. Joe's. So part of my realization was I want to be the best possible runner I can be. So, what i think um what i'm gonna do is do everything i think i need to do to be that runner um so i, I guess i like i said that one particular event whatever f- caused me to have this realization um but it became toxic really really quickly i don't uh, again I, I talked a little bit about um some of the the laxative conversation and, you know, conversation in the locker room about, oh, does so-and-so not eat? Does so-and-so have an eating disorder? Um, and then for whatever reason, shortly after that event, um, I became obsessed with the scale. Um, I weighed myself every morning and every night for, gosh, a solid four, five months. Um, and it was, it was just, I was obsessed. i started to eat less and less um, and then i started to really eat um only a a few different things and i actually like listed some of them out just to like i would eat egg whites spinach um apples uh i had oatmeal sweet potatoes but there was very few things that i would eat i would eat the same things almost every day for breakfast lunch and dinner um I was counting my calories like crazy um and it, it started to show um I, I was afraid of you know people in the locker room would be like oh you know I'm, I brought cookies in today anyone want one I would run the other way uh any you know anything about food just started to uh just give me terrible anxiety um and I I was I just didn't you know, it was, it's funny because I wasn't like, oh, if I eat that, I'm going to gain a pound. I just had this mentality that I should only eat these things. And this is the only fuel my body needs. Um, and that stuff is, is, is toxic for me, which sure. If I were to have 50 cookies, maybe it is toxic, but now I'm able to realize if I have a cookie or two, um, it's not toxic. And you know, kind of what I hit on earlier, there's something to be said about moderation. Um, so, needless to say, um, I became the girl in the locker room that people were talking about. Um, does Jenna have an eating disorder? Why does Jenna just eat cucumbers and rolled up turkey at lunch? Um, and and I had a lot of close friends on the team who started to, um, approach me and be like are you okay like you're just dropping weight and i'm fine you know i was in denial i was in total denial that um anything was was wrong with me um there was actually a a, like a high-tech scale let's say in the uh trainer's room and um i used to go in there almost every morning again in front of people after i already weighed myself at home on my scale because i that number wasn't enough for me i needed to step on another scale so people started to pick up that you know jenna d'angelo was in the, the trainer's room weighing herself um and i had some you know scary comments passed me so this you know this probably all started like i said started in september um I remember I went home in October for fall break and I think my mom was like, Oh, like you lost a few pounds. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I did. Um, and then I went, you know, back home at Thanksgiving and I lost more weight. Um, I remember vividly, um, getting out of the shower one day at home and, um, excuse me, just having a a terrible, terrible breakdown anxiety. And my mom was like, you know, what's wrong? And I, um, someone I I don't even know a friend from high school wanted to get lunch and like another friend wanted to get dinner and I was you know bent out of shape that I couldn't go to to two restaurants in one day because I couldn't eat two meals out and I was crying and I was panicking I just felt like this wave of um like I I mean they felt like there was like an elephant sitting on my chest and I just couldn't um I I couldn't I couldn't help it and she, she just she didn't understand you know like it was why I didn't want to go to lunch at one place and dinner at the other um so so my parents started to realize and definitely by christmas other conversations were being had at home um because I was at that point I had probably lost about 20 pounds um and I was rather I wasn't heavy uh, at all I was rather thin um before I lost the 20 pounds so 20 pounds was um, a lot of weight, um, I mean my cheekbones, my you know I smiled, all you saw were my teeth um, but anyway what what I wanted to say was so as well as as I went home over time, that beginning of my junior year, um, similar things went on um, at school. Uh, I remember one of the days that I was uh, weighing myself in the trainer's office. Uh, one of the trainers actually pulled me aside and she was mean um she was like if you don't start eating more um you're you're probably gonna fall on the track and go into cardiac arrest and that at first i i was a wave of being really scared came over me i was like cardiac arrest i was like holy shit like i have i don't know like um and you know again like i said coming back to comments being me in the locker room i actually approached. Um, someone again in the athletic world at St. Joe's and said, Hey, listen, you know, um, a lot of girls are saying that I'm, I'm looking really thin. Um, you know, they're worried about me. Um, I was like, But I want your honest opinion. Like, do I look too thin to you? And he said, No, no, Jenna, you look like a runner. So that, then I kind of went back in my head and I'm like, Okay, yeah, I look like a runner. I'm not too thin when clearly i was too thin um and i will say uh along the way i guess it was about in october so probably almost a full two months after that one night out that um for whatever reason did me in um i did decide that you know what um i am not mentally okay and i need to talk to someone Um, And my best friend from college, uh, who was not on the track team, um, we lived together sophomore, junior, and senior year, and she knew I wasn't okay. Um, even though she couldn't maybe relate in some respects from, um, actually being in the locker room or understanding maybe what it was like to be in my shoes, um, as, as that athlete, as she, as she wasn't, she was an athlete, um, for many years prior, just she, you know, didn't go the college route of playing sports. But um, I decided to talk to someone. So I, I simply uh, reached out to um, the psychologist or psych- psychology services at um, St. Joe's. And I couldn't express myself at first. When I first started going to to see someone, I didn't really know what was wrong with me. Um, I th- to this day, um, from now being better, thankfully, um, and um, listening to people, learning different things, uh, I, I think part of the reason that I maybe had became somewhat depressed my junior year um, was because I was simply not feeling my body enough. Um, I was severely under eating and therefore my body wasn't getting enough serotonin, um, which serotonin is what makes us happy and feel uh a certain way and I, I my body just wasn't producing that because I wasn't giving it the fuel to do so. Um and I guess eventually in talking with um with some of these doctors uh, or, or therapists, um, you know, we, we, we kind of came to that conclusion. Um you know, I remember vividly in October, I went to, you know, girls and girls of fall. So I was with like a bunch of the girls on the track team, there's like five or six of us. And we went to some like, pumpkin patch, apple picking, uh, apple cider, you know, all that stuff. And while I was there, like, I guess I had fun. But like, I wasn't like fully present. And I came home. And like, the second I got back into my apartment, and just like sat on my bed, I felt like nothing. I felt, or maybe I felt like a little bit sad, but like any sort of like happiness that that day maybe had brought while I was in the moment or should have like carried over to my evening didn't. And again, I called my mom and I was like, um, I, was like I don't know what's wrong with me. I was like, I just went and like had a great day. What should have been a great day. And like now i feel like shit like i just don't feel it didn't you know maybe in the moment it was fun but it's not fun now um and you know she talked to me and tried to understand um but i it, you know i think it took her a little time uh to piece together um some of the different things that um were affecting my well-being and trying to understand where i um was coming from. Um, she was there for me. She's always, she'll listen to me. Uh, I could call her and she'll, she'll just listen. But uh, it definitely took her a little while to um, try and piece together and understand what was, what was going on uh, in my brain. But um, so like I said, you know, back, back at the, around the holiday time, there was definitely more concern um, from family members. Uh, you know, I remember my aunt um one of my aunts was like wow like you lost a lot of weight was that intentional and i was like uh not really um and and just the holidays were stressful for me i mean it was a lot of food and being around that and trying to make it seem like i was intrigued and and wanted to eat everything there like i typically do on the holidays um it was really hard but um i guess you know i Like I had said to you guys, I did so I started talking to someone and I did probably in around November, December time frame, I was prescribed medication. Um, and I started taking something uh for the depression and the anxiety. Um, and that definitely helped um in in some capacity. Um I also when I went back to school um in January, I you know opened up quite a bit to my coach um, who suggested that I talk to the um schools uh there was a sport a sports psychologist so i talked to this uh this guy as well from the athletic perspective um i guess the other thing that i'll say so i went back to school he suggested i started to um to talk to someone from you know a sports perspective um i also was told by trainers that i needed to start talking to a nutritionist um so I, I started to do that as well, which I was reluctant to at first. I uh, didn't want to follow a lot of what I was told, but by the spring, thankfully, I, I started to pick up and, and, and following some of their things. I think what I'll add here, um, so the weirdest thing about this whole experience, um, I was killing it in practice. Um, I was now the, you know, we had this, um, It was called the 400, 800 meter group. And I was leading that pack uh, every day. (laughs) Um, I might have been fading away, but I was not fading away on the track. Um, At practice, uh, I was just showing up, and um, people were like, This is crazy. Like, this girl has probably very little energy um, and is somehow like zipping around the track that being said uh, i couldn't race for the life of me uh the runner that showed up on the line the day of race day was not the runner that showed up at uh practice um i don't know if there was some sort of confidence going into practice that i knew i had succeeded the day before so i'd succeed the day the next day um but i showed up to practice and all i wanted to do just despite everything that was going on um, mentally and physically, in regards to the food, I, I wanted to show up and, and kick ass, and that's what I did. Um, but when it came to racing, that was not the case, really, almost at all. I think I had like one decent race in December of my junior year, and then it just kind of um, went downhill. I would, you know, halfway through the race, I'd have a great first half of the race, and then I'd, I'd I would die. I'd be in the back. Um, And another part of my issue was um, every time I stepped on the line to race, once racing started going bad, I'd step on the line and I'd be like, okay, I want to do well, but I'm going to run like shit. I was very, you know, I was doing well in practice. I was showing up. I um, had a lot of success there. Um, But when it came to racing, I just wasn't um, the runner that I was at practice. And a large part of my issue was um, I talked myself out of races before I even got myself on the line to run them. Um, So like I said, like I kind of would step on the line waiting for the gun to go off and deep down in my heart, I knew I wanted to run well and kill it. But like on the surface level, I told myself, well, this is going to go terribly. And I would just go into a race thinking I was going to do terrible. I remember being on like buses or planes to meet and being like, you know, this is a waste of my time. I should be home studying. I'm going to run like shit. Why am I even bothering? Um, so just mentally when it came to racing, um, I, I, I couldn't pull it together. Um, and it was very, very discouraging, um, because what I was doing to prepare for a race didn't line up to how the race actually went. Um, so that really started to, 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 to cripple me. and. Um, by the spring, I think, you know, my coach used to say, How many times do you run the race in your head before you actually run the race? And I don't even know how many times. It was probably like 10 plus times, too many times. So I was mentally and physically exhausted. Physically exhausted, one, because I probably wasn't eating enough and I was working so hard at practice. So when I gave time to race, I was I was just beat. And then mentally, I like he would used to say to me, You've already run this race without even actually running it. Um so junior year just overall uh, was, was a bit of a, a disaster. Um, and I, I just wasn't the runner that I thought um, I was setting myself up to be. Um, I will say though, um, I, I think something that really worked to my benefit, and, and this is much easier said than done, um, even though I was in denial that I was too thin, I definitely knew by my mood and going back to that serotonin conversation um that something was wrong with me that i didn't feel like myself so i was very willing in the fall to 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 make that call sure i had a friend who was really really good to me and pushed me to get help but i was very willing i was like you know what at this point i don't want to feel this way i'll talk to anyone Um, and again maybe it was hard at first to express myself but um there's something to be said about talking to people and and i wish that more people were were willing to to, to do so. Um, and even though at first I was reluctant to a nutritionist, I was reluctant to starting to eat more, um, by the end of junior year, I did, I still wasn't eating enough, but they did push me in the right direction to take the right steps to start doing those things. Um, and I guess, you know, um, I went home after junior year, um, reflected a lot. I guess the last thing I'll say about junior year was, um, before the Atlantic 10 meet in May, I forget what race I was scheduled to run. Probably the 800, um, and I hadn't been running well. I think my coach—he um, never—he never said this, but um, he was a good man, so I, I think this is probably true. He knew how hard I worked in practice and how bad I wanted it, so he was like, um, "You know, Jenna should be on that bus or that plane." I forget what it was to the Atlantic 10 meet, um, but in reality, my times weren't saying so. So we had a conversation um, a couple days before in his office, Um, he asked me how I was feeling, physically, mentally, Um, and I was honest with him. I said, I'm so tired. I said, I just, I am so tired. I said, but I wanna go to this meet. I wanna run, Um, you know, I'll do anything to be there. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but we talked through it a little bit more and we both just decided it wasn't the right thing for me to do, to go to the meet. you know, at that point, uh, you know, you are a collegiate athlete. These people are a lot of times paying you to run for them, um, and it just didn't make sense for the team for for me to be there. And I and I did realize that. Um, you know, it, it took me a little time, and it was mentally, I was upset about it. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it was probably better I didn't go to the Atlantic 10 meet that spring. Um, <clears throat> anyway, though, I did start to get uh, better in regards to um, started to get a little bit of weight back, was more willing to eat certain things. Um, like I had said, I was on that medication now for some time. So my uh, anxiety definitely became um, less crippling and my um, depression, which I think again, probably went hand in hand, one with the medication and two with starting to eat more, uh, started to improve. Uh, I had a solid summer of training going into senior year. Um, And then probably at the end of summer, we got the news. Um, It was like I had said earlier, my coach had been there now for 49 years. Um, So it was time for him to uh, move on and give up coaching. Uh, So he was retiring um, and we got, we caught wind over the summer, I believe, of who was going to be our coach. Um, And this woman was a runner, a spectacular runner, Olympic trial qualifier, uh, still to this day holds. Um, a couple of records at the University of Arkansas um, and I was so excited I was you know although I struggled uh, mentally and physically junior year I was kind of coming back um, and like I had said to you guys I had been successful in practice so I kind of tried to use like that positive stay on that positive energy and carry that over um, And she was great, and she start, and and they said to us, this is gonna be an adjustment. This training plan is a lot different than what your training plan looked like with Coach Quinn. Um, And I adjusted, Uh, you know, we started maybe running uh, shorter reps faster, kind of similar to what I was doing um, in high school. Um, But probably towards the end of October, beginning of November, I started having really bad pain um, in my plantar fascia. And I just told myself it was plantar fasciitis and um, continued to to run. I had made my coach aware um, and it was getting really bad. Like there was days I was wobbling around campus I couldn't walk properly. But again, I was just kind of in denial, take a couple Advil, you know, heat, stem, ice, all the proper things, Get take care of it, whatever. Um, and then one day uh, my coach, you know, the new coach, Coach Riley was like, uh, you know, we're going to uh, do something really fast today, Jenna, you know, we're going to run eight, two hundreds, almost all out with ample recovery. Like, you know, you think this is a good idea. And like I said to you guys, I was in so much pain, but I, I, you know, I was coming back from being sick and I wanted so bad to just finally shine my senior year. Um, And I was like, it's fine. You know, coach, it's fine. You know, you can go in the pool and do the, you know, do the reps in there. You can go up on the bike. And and that just wasn't the same to me. And I was like, you know, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. So we went out to the track. She said, all right, if you feel like you're able, you're able. And uh, ran the first two and held my own, but I was definitely in a ton of pain. And then on the third or fourth rep, um, probably 110 meters in, I fell to the ground screaming. Um, I heard a tear or a pop in my plantar fascia. Um and was helped by I don't even know my teammates some of the lacrosse guys that were on the field up um, brought inside you know immediately the trainers kind of thought you know maybe tore your plantar fascia I don't we don't really know you got to go for MRIs, etc. Um so I did and I did slightly tear my plantar fascia it wasn't just plantar fasciitis it was um I guess it started at that and then because I continued to push it it tore. So there went my senior year. Uh, I that wasn't you know my mentality right off the bat, but um, I you know I was told that originally you know this is not something that typically requires surgery, but you might need surgery. Um, I was in a boot. I was it was a a couple weeks away from our first indoor meet. Um, I I couldn't I couldn't walk. I really couldn't do much. Um, But after a couple weeks of being off of it, I started spinning um at flywheel one of the like spin studios to try and keep in shape um because to me just running in the pool r- riding the bike riding the elliptical wasn't going to cut it uh and it took forever to heal i didn't get to run at all through the winter season um and then by the time i started to heal in the spring um everyone was ahead of me like you know um not even just on the track but you know, in, in terms of being ready for the Atlantic 10 meet and, and, and ECA season, whatever after that in the spring, um, everyone was miles ahead. So um, that was a bit discouraging um, because I, you know, like I said, started to recover from what went on junior year and then, unfortunately, um, had a, a pretty severe injury, which uh, took me out my senior year. Um, So, yeah, so that was upsetting. Um, Didn't get to have a new experience with really to the degree I wanted to with this really successful coach that we had come in. Um, A lot of girls shined uh, with Coach O'Reilly. She was – I don't know what she brought to the table, but she brought something to the table, maybe some speed work, a different mentality. Um, And the team, you know, was really successful that year. And a lot of girls had um, awesome performances, which – made me really happy because, um, even though I couldn't run, it was really nice to see a lot of girls be successful. Of course, um, deep down, I wanted to be one of those girls. Um, and unfortunately wasn't really able, but, um, I will say, um, I still love running. I run as much as I can. Um, I've unfortunately had since in the last, I guess I'm a little over four years out of college now I've had, um, a few injuries, I'm actually currently battling a stress fracture in my hip, um, but um, yeah, just a lot of, I mean, um, you know, I don't think I'd be the person I am today for if some of those college experiences didn't happen. Um, I am so grateful that I finally have a better relationship with food. Um, I can have a couple cookies, I can, um, you know, have a bowl of pasta and not freak out. Um, and it took time and it, and like I said, I was super willing um, to ask for help. I had a lot of good people along the way support me and, and want to be there for me, um, but it's really hard. I mean, I feel for um, a lot of these, you know, collegiate athletes who have things going on and just are not able to talk about them. Um, you know, I, I hope and wish um, that you know, I think what you guys are doing is awesome, having people share their stories. This is like this is great. there needs to be more of this in the world um because I think a lot of people feel alone often
0: um,
1: so yeah so you're a
0: part you're a part of that movement now because for people to hear you come on and talk about your um, your journey, not only with track and whatnot, but kind of the whole mental side because. You del- and you dealt with injury, the eating, and depression, all that stuff. But, I mean, having a new coach too is also very stressful regardless of if they're, you know, a good person or not. Like, it's still – there's always that question behind them, you know, being with somebody for three years and then having somebody new come in. So, I mean, you being able to come on here and talk – um, I mean I'm grateful for it and how Danny is and the amount of people that can benefit from it I think it is awesome.
1: Yeah for sure I mean um, I think kind of like I touched on earlier uh, the high school track program I came from was outstanding. Uh, there was a lot of grueling practices like I said and and some, some questionable behaviors in some people's eyes but um, I think that really set up my mentality to to, to just want to continue to be to be that good um, and stand out. And um, it was a good pressure, but maybe also a little bit of a debilitating um, pressure. And, you know, that may have um, alluded to and stemmed some of the things I went through in college, but um, yeah, I, I just, and like I said, I'm very grateful that I still love running Uh, I still do, unfortunately, um, battle with injury a little bit. I have for for quite some time. Um, But it's a part of me, and I I don't really plan on stopping. I mean, of course, if I'm injured, I take the proper time I need to recover. But um, even though I went through all that, I still love it, and I really wouldn't change anything um, in regards to um, what made me the runner I am today.
0: Yeah. No, like you said, the pressure is good Um, and all the experiences that you had um, are definitely learning experiences and, you know, they make you who you are today and that's awesome that you're able to see a positive experience from all that and that's great that you were able to be willing to speak to a psychologist and a sports psychologist and the fact that your team did have that available for you guys. I think, um, you know, we had that available to us my junior and senior year, so it wasn't available for us all four years and, much like the psychological services on campus for regular students wasn't really um too talked about just because it just i don't know i feel like the most general focus for you know students coming in they show you the library all the academic buildings but i feel like that's right part that isn't touched on so it's great that you were able to you know get your foot in the door there for both those um resources and that's huge and um i think that's something that's unfortunately hard for a lot of people to do but um, once you get your foot in the door, once you start to open up and kind of, you know, trust the process and give it a, a fair shake, it can have incredible benefits um, for the person that are, that are that's utilizing that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, I, you know, you're probably right. I actually got really lucky. Um, part, I don't remember how, something that with my freshman dorm was like affiliated with, I don't remember if there was like some of the offices for some of these psychologists were in there or what it may have been, but... I think that's how I became so aware of it, but I don't think a lot of other people were. Um, and yeah, I agree. You know, I, I hope colleges and universities can start promote that more and more because the best thing about that too was um, that treatment or, you know, talking to someone was free. Uh, I'm not going to find that free quite often anymore. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that schools can start pushing that more and more. Um, and maybe it wasn't free, maybe that's where some of my tuition dollars were going to, but you know what I mean, Um, in regards to, you know, out-of-pocket health expenses at the time, so, um, so yeah, but I really enjoy you guys taking, this was awesome, Um, and I really think this, you know, you guys getting out there and doing something like this, um, is hopefully will be instrumental in um, a lot of people's lives.
0: Yeah. No, thank you again for coming on and sharing your story. And like Flo said that, um, you know, you're part of the movement now and um, changing the landscape of how people talk about this. And, um, you know, we just appreciate you coming on and telling your story and, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there, um, young ladies who are running track and any other athlete who is going through the same thing that you have gone through and they're going to, you know, be able to kind of resonate with your story and learn a lot from this. So thank you for coming on and opening up and, and taking the time to speak with us today
1: of course
0: this was a pleasure guys well, thank you again
1: all right thanks so much